Hi, this is Diane at the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. I'm your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And Diane has our review of the week. I do. So our review of the week comes from Natalia Farnsworth. And what she says is, this podcast has given me confidence in my breastfeeding and confirmed all of my intuitions about breastfeeding. As a healthcare and women's health professional, I thought I had this all figured out. I realized soon that motherhood and breastfeeding can be very lonely, and even armed with knowledge about the human body, I was wavering in my abilities as a mom. Listening to Abby and Diane has given me confidence as a working and exclusively breastfeeding mom. I learned so much at each episode, and I feel like I have community of like-minded moms out there. Thank you, Natalia. That's awesome. You do. You do. And that's what we wanted. Like, that's we wanted that, because it is hard to find that community. And this is another one. Like, I know a couple weeks ago we did... um we did a review from a labor and delivery nurse, and I love it when we have moms that are breastfeeding and they're in the health field. They're in yeah. they they do this every day, and then they have a baby, and it's like, wow, this is like different than what I thought it was going to be. And you're looking for that community, and you're looking for the education, and it just it makes such a difference. Yeah, because I feel like it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't have any, it doesn't matter oh, like no. how, what job you have, you know, it doesn't make you any more prepared no. to have a baby. No. And sometimes it's even worse because you think you're prepared. You're like, oh, I totally know all of this and what to do. And then it just slaps you in the face. Like, oh, really? None of that applies when it's you. Oh my gosh. It is so true. And when it's your own baby and it's just. It's just, yeah. When it's your own baby, it's really just. It's all, it's all, it's the, I hear it all the time. I do. I hear it all the time. And when I worked in the hospital setting, like we knew because we'd have the history, you know, of the, of the families coming in, the medical history and, and, you know, the birth and all that stuff. And it would give usually not always, but would usually give the, um, profession of the person. And if it was like a doctor, a nurse, a physician's assistant, NP, anybody like that, we wouldn't, I don't know, like we just automatically wouldn't do as much for them. And I think it was because we just assumed that they knew and we didn't want to seem like we were belittling them. It was just so, it was just such a stigma and not even just Mm. us. Like I hear that a lot. There's a lot of doctors that I know that have said when I had my kid, nobody even helped me with this because they knew I was a doctor or they knew I was a nurse or, you know, like it just, but it's so not usually when I, if I have nurses and stuff, a lot of times I say, Oh, what do you do? Or whatever. And they'll say, I'm a nurse, but I don't work in, you know, peds or I don't work in maternity. So I have no idea what this is about. I have no idea about it's like, I I don't assume it anymore. I don't assume anybody knows. No, you can't. No, it's just too much. So I love hearing that, and I love that we're able to, you know, to spread some information like that. So thank you. And if you thank want to you. leave us reviews, we love to get them. So definitely leave us a review. Uh, it's easiest to leave it on iTunes, but if you don't have iTunes, you can always shoot us a message. We're all, we're, both of us are on Instagram and Facebook, so you can find us both that way too. So we'd love to hear from you. Yep. And should we talk about guilt? We should talk about guilt. <laughs> I have a good story for this one, though, too. Okay, good. Tell us. Do you have one, too, or no? 
I mean, I can have, I have like a hundred stories from my own experiences. I know. <laughs> so, all right. So we've talked many times. We've mentioned on the podcast how we don't really plan what we're going to do. <laughs> And honestly, we plan like, a little bit. We plan a little bit. Like we have an ongoing list, and you know, we we add to it regularly for because we always think of new stuff, or people send us these great suggestions. We're like, oh my god, how could we not have even thought of that? But usually, like, well, one of us will message a day or two before we plan to record and be like, all right, what are we going to talk about? So that's what happened this week, and I didn't expect you to pull this topic out because we hadn't even really talked about this in a while i mean it was one of your suggestions on the on the sheet oh was it i don't even mm-hmm. know my suggestions all the time. but a lot <laughs> of times i come into something just from you know working every day with moms so uh probably was something i thought of and said oh my gosh we need to talk about this yeah but this came up actually um on just a couple days ago in my breastfeeding group that i run my week, I have a weekly breastfeeding group and this came up and it came up because the mom who is wonderful, I should have actually texted her to tell her I was going to talk about this today, but I won't say her name. She's a great mama, just had her second baby and her, well, six weeks ago had her second baby with her first baby. I went over to help her. That's when I first met her was with her first baby and it was already like several weeks in and it was a horrible birth experience a horrible breastfeeding experience, just terrible all the way around. And she just like could not do it anymore. And I really needed to help her wean. Like she was just beside herself trying to function and Mm -hmm. the baby didn't sleep. And it wasn't like, we all know that like babies don't sleep, but this, it was like excessive. Like this baby really didn't settle. Like there was just so much happening. And I think like everything was just feeding into everything. And this time they're doing great. You know, she's got her baby now and like said he's six weeks old. He hasn't had a bottle yet. Like he's doing, or maybe he has, but they're just doing great. And she's like, we were talking about that the other day. And she was like, I love, I love breastfeeding. And I just, I feel awful about the first time, even though I know that that's what I had to do at that time. She's like, I just, you know, I, I didn't have, I feel I'm nervous that I'm not going to have, you know, the same kind of relationship, you know, she really is concerned about that. So we started talking about like different things that she did with her first son to, you know, make it more of a bond for them that she was going to lose through breastfeeding and everything. And she really does embrace the relationship she has now with breastfeeding. And, and she's so happy that it's working, but it it is a real, like, I mean, oh my gosh, we have guilt over stuff that isn't this deep. You know, I have guilt over salami. Uh, I mean, right. So I have there's this we I live in Chicago. I live in a a neighborhood called Rogers Park. And down the street, there's a store called Devon Market. It's awesome. It's got everything. It's a block away. We go there all the time. There's this beef salami that my kids love so much. Like, I swear when it's in the house, I can smell it in the basement. I can smell it in their skin. <laughs> I swear, And I just imagine, like, all the things that are in it. And I get, like, and I just, like, I buy it. I buy it. And I am so tortured when I buy it. I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm buying this again because they want it. And then they eat it. And I freak out about what's happening to the insides of their body. And, like, I just feel, like, terrible every time I feed it to them. I told my friends... I was hanging out with my friends one time, the, just a couple weeks ago, and um, 
I was like, yeah, talking about their different eating habits. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they don't like a lot of things, you know, like like a lot of kids. And I was like, well, they really like the salami, but I don't really want them to eat salami all the this salami all the time. And they just looked at me. They're like, okay. (laughs) And and I kind of thought about it. I was like, yeah, I am freaking out about salami, aren't I? You just can't help it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I can't help it. It's got to be garbage. But, you know, I don't know. They eat it and they're just like, well, they eat it. So, I don't know. It's okay once in a while. But it's like, like, I'm tortured by it. I know. Like, everything. Like, it just, everything that comes up, I should have done that. I didn't do it. Why aren't we doing this? It's like, there's so much every day that we question about our parenting. But when we're, when we have babies, and something that we really wanted is not working, then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm letting myself down. I'm letting the baby down. I'm letting society down. I'm letting Facebook down. I'm letting everybody down. And yeah, it's yeah. awful. I, 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 one of the things I really like to do on my social media channels is I post pictures. You know, people send pictures and I post the picture with the story that was sent along with it. And... <clears throat> You know, some of the ones that I like, I mean, I like them all, but obviously some of the ones that are um, really popular are the ones of older kids breastfeeding, like three, four, five years old. Mm. And whenever I post a photo like that, every single time, there are many, many, many comments of this makes me feel guilty for weaning my, you know, baby at a year. Or this makes me wish that I, you know, that I didn't stop weaning. Or I just wish that I hadn't weaned mine. I wish I had this. Mm. And it's like people just look at these photos and just feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and just feel guilty about, you know, that, about it. And I mean, a lot of times, you know, it's, stuff happens. We don't know we don't have information. We don't have support. You know, like there's so much that drives us to these decisions that we make that looking back on it later and going, oh, I, you know, should have and would have been a fine and I should have done this and I should have done that. Like we can't second guess it. I know. know? And, and it's like it's it's not fair because there's no way to look back and be like, you know, it, People are constantly looking back and feeling bad about the decisions that they made without giving themselves like the grace and the, you know, the, the, the gentleness to be like, I was doing the best that I could at that time. Right. You know, I was doing the very best. Nobody, nobody sets out to be like, I'm making this decision. I don't care. I don't, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to do it. I don't, I'm not going to. I don't care how I feel about it, you know, down the line or, you know, no big deal. Like these are very heavy decisions. These are big decisions and people always do the best that they can. Yeah. People are always making a decision that they think is right in that moment. And it is right. If you think it's right in that moment and you do it, then you did the right thing. I mean, you can't, it's really easy to get additional information a year later and go, Oh, I should have done yeah. ABC. I should have known absolutely everything that anybody could possibly know in the history of the world. And I should have just <laughs> known it from birth and never and it, make any mistakes and never look back and be like, Oh, what was I thinking? Or, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. this, 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 this is like not, that's not real life. Right. It's not. 
And like you said, you just have to kind of go. And, and like this mom, you know, that I was talking about, I'm so proud of her that she can say, I made the decision that I thought was good that I needed to make for me at the time. But knows that, you know, she might feel guilty about it now that she's got another child that she's successfully breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no way around it. You no. know, there's just there's just guilt hiding, lurking, waiting for you. Oh, my God. No matter where you turn. So you can't even get away from it. You can't. You can't get away from it. And the and breastfeeding, it's like it's the it's one of those things that it only lasts a short period of time, even though it feels like it goes on forever. Mm-hmm. It's really a short period of time in your life. And once you stop, depending, you know, there are certain certain situations where you can start again, but generally when you wean, you wean and it's done. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's just a setup for like down the line being like, ugh, you know, you can't get it back. You can't take it back. You can't change. You can't be like, well, I fed them salami for a little while and now I'm not feeding it to them anymore. You know, it's, these yeah. decisions, they're, they're so final. And I feel like that's just a setup for, you know, looking back at that time and, you know, just dissecting and reacting and you know, emotioning about mm-hmm. every little decision. And, you know, and breastfeeding especially is so emotionally driven. You know, yeah. it is so emotionally driven that we always, like, we would always say, don't quit on your hardest day, you know, because then you might regret yeah. it later on. But it is, it's one of those things where it's like, you're hating it. You're having a bad day. You want to be done. You've got a version. You just can't stand it anymore. You want everybody to stop talking to you and touching you and needing you for every little thing. And you're just going to wean. Like the hard thing is like, if you take that to a platform like social media, they're going to say, Oh, you can wean. Fine. I didn't breastfeed my baby that long. It's okay. This should be a decision you make for you. Like this shouldn't be something that other people talk you into because it's what they did. So it yeah. really does have to be what is right for you. And it's frustrating and upsetting when you're getting all this input from other places in other areas that you're well, not asking for either. Most of the time, you're not asking for that. Yeah. And, 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 and I, that is a lot. That is like a reason that people wean a lot is because their partner isn't supportive or, you know, they heard it was the best thing or whatever. And then they do wean and then they find out later on that. Well, they, you know, they, I don't know, you know, gave into, gave into that pressure. They found out the information they got was wrong. And that's really hard. That's really hard to sit with. I mean, I look back at my delivery with um, Jack, which was so terrible and induced like for no reason. And, you know, because it was 41 weeks. Oh, of course. Like, and I did a stress test and they're like, oh, your stress test came back positive or positive. It was like, good. Your stress test was fine. Um, well, we'll just induce you. It's like, why do we do the stress test? I know. <laughs> the results didn't matter. You knew you I were going to do time, that anyway. And at the time I was like, I was like, induce me. Induce me now. At 40 weeks, I was like, you need to induce me. Right. And my doctor was like, eh, let's not. Let's just wait. It'll happen. Don't worry. Um, and I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing for it. If I had, if I, you know, I was so miserable. And if I 
Um, I was in the opposite situation that a lot of people are in, where they're being pressured to to have these interventions. And I was being, my doctor was like, let's just not, let's just, let's just wait for it to come. And I was like, no, get this baby out of oh, me yeah. now. And it. so, yeah, so she was like, you know, she was a, she was a student and then she like consulted with her supervisor or whatever, who's, who was more kind of like old school. And he was like, yeah, totally. We should totally induce. And so she did it. She went ahead and did it and she didn't want to. And I, you know, I look back at that and I'm like, man, that was just a setup for so many problems. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know. I had no idea that like anything, I just thought it was fine. You know, I thought it was, I had no idea that there were going to be consequences, you know, to that. Exactly. I just didn't know. And it's kind of how it is. Like you just don't know and you make decisions for what feels right at the moment. And it's not like... Thing that kills, like when people are kind of, you feel pressured by other people to do a certain thing. And a lot of times you see this when you're going back to work, right? Like people will say, Oh, I had to, you know, going back to work. I had to wean. It was just too hard to keep up. My coworkers said they couldn't do it, you know, like all this stuff. And it's like, this is not a decision to buy a new car. This is feeding your baby, your child, your, you know, your baby. This is important. This isn't something that you're like, ah, I could take it or leave it. You know, like, I mean, it's just, it's an important decision that people should not be weighing in on. Right. And it happens every day, you know, and it's just really the message that it sends. And you might not think, like, I have a a mom that actually I saw today and which I can make a whole podcast on the crap that she's getting from society, but one of the things, you know, she went back to work about a month ago and daycare is messing up everything. And they even came right out and said, we don't have many breastfeeding babies because usually there's not still breastfeeding at this point. Oh, And yeah. the message, and that's true. And they're just being honest. But the message that sends to my mom is like, or to the mom that I was helping is like, well, most people give it up by this point. So why are you still doing it? Right. Yeah. You know, this is a burden to us. Right. And she's like working her butt off to make this happen for her child. And because she's working so hard, you know, like it's, it it is so important to her. And people are like, oh, well, we just don't really know what to do because really people don't really do it this long. Not my problem. Yeah. You know, so now she's got to educate them on top of already being stressed out that she's got to leave her baby behind. So it really, you know, which is a whole nother guilt, you know, like it is so hard to be a mom right now. And then when we go into the social media aspect of things and everybody is like, oh, you know, I stay home, I get to do this. And it's people don't mean to be hurtful, but it is at the same time. You know, the moms that go back to work feel guilt. The moms that don't go to work feel guilt. The moms that breastfeed feel guilt. The moms that don't feel guilt. It's just so much. Yeah. Let's take a break and we'll talk about more of that after a few words from me. (laughs) And I could calm down. (laughs) I could like do a little. um. Uh, All of our sponsors and their sponsor links can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You can head over there. You can look at all the episodes. All of our sponsors are listed on the sponsor page. Um, They are still there. All the promo codes are still active. Uh, at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. 
Also on this website, you can find badass breast or yeah, badass breastfeeding resources. A whole page of resources just for you, separated by topic. If you want to go through those, those are very helpful. Um, you can find all of our other episodes. There's 130 something by now, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't 130. Know. Yeah, it is. It's like 132 or three or something like that. Yeah. And uh, you'll find our show notes. So underneath each episode, there are show notes with links to further information about things that we talk about. And you can also find uh, information about scheduling your lactation consultation with Diane. She'll do a real live online consultation with you. She can be your lactation consultant. Yeah. If you are having any issues. Yeah. Awesome. And... I have our breastfeeding tip of the week. All right. So every week I poll the uh, Facebook and Instagram crew and I ask for uh, breastfeeding tips and I pick my favorites. We pick our favorites and we read them here during this segment. Uh, And this one I love. It's from, oh my God, let me get my glasses on. Instagram so tiny. I know, right? Hill, Hill Jai, H-I-L-L. J-E-A-I. She writes, My great uncle, an old farmer, asked me if I was breastfeeding. When I said I was, he said, Good! Breastfeed as long as you can. It's healthiest for you and your baby. We saw it all the time in the livestock. Ah! Then gave me an attaboy pat on the back. It was so encouraging because of who it came from. I would have never expected to get praise about breastfeeding from my farmer great uncle. I think that's so cool. And I wonder if that is true. I wonder if people that spend time with animals, like spend more time than kind of your regular per- human that's with their maybe their dog or their cat, people that actually spend time with like animals, raising animals, I wonder if they have a different view of breastfeeding. Because they would see it all the time. Right. Right. And this is really, I do have a story that kind of relates to that. So I, you know, I teach breastfeeding at a hospital that's kind of, it's like a little small hospital and it's out more in like a rural, more of a rural area. And we do have a lot of farmers and stuff like that out in that area. And there was one night that I was teaching and we were talking about mastitis uh, came up and um, somebody asked like, how do you know? what they're treating or how do I know what kind of antibiotic or, or something, you know, about the infection itself. And if you don't know what mastitis is, we just did an episode on this a couple weeks ago. But the, the couple, there was a couple in the class that were farmers and they said, don't they culture the milk? And I said, no, they usually don't. They'll usually just prescribe something. And they go, but with cows, we always culture the milk when they get mastitis. Why wouldn't they do that with humans? And I'm like, very good point. Like, why wouldn't we do that with you? And, you know, it's one of those things where I do suggest, like, especially if a mom has, like, recurring mastitis and it's not going away and I'm thinking, okay, the antibiotic probably isn't right. I'm like, ask them to culture the milk. And everybody just kind of goes, what? What are you talking about? But if we would, like, follow the animals, they're mammals. Yeah, right. They know what they're doing by instinct. And we should just, like, follow their lead because... We should get all the like people raising cows and pigs to come be lactation consultants. Right. They'd probably be pretty good at it. There was um, 
several years ago, I told somebody asked what I did. And I said, I, um, I'm a lactation consultant. And she goes, oh, that's fantastic. Animals are humans. Wait, what? She asked me if I was a lactation consultant for animals or humans. Oh, animals or humans. I yeah. thought you said, you said animals are humans. I was no. like, oh, she's so confused. I, no, animals or humans. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, and I'm like, nobody's ever asked me that. That's fantastic. Yeah. My sister, she spent some time on a farm in Montana helping, you know, she was having one of her, she's going to go work on a farm in Montana. <laughs> summers of her life and uh she she was so into these um sheep and she was like i don't know what we were talking about but she knows what i do obviously and then she she said to me she was like i want to be a a sheep doula oh (laughs) i was like "Hmm, i wonder if they need doulas it really is amazing you know how much like we look at these animals and i heard one time too that like if animals don't get colostrum they can't even be like traded or whatever, you know, oh, like wow. they're just because they won't have the same health benefit. Right. Well, they'll be sicker than other animals. And wow. Don't want that. Yeah. I heard that once too. So amazing. Just a little tidbit. As we're yes. Talking about very amazing. Yes. Thanks for the uh, farmer conversation. I know. We love Hil- it. Hiljaya. Hiljaya. Yeah. I don't know how to say that. Yeah. Well, she knows who she is. She knows who she is. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So back to uh, guilt. You know what oh. I find really interesting So you and I and a lot of people listening didn't grow up with social media. Right. This was like not a thing. Um, The internet was not a thing. We just, you know, we had those big phones (laughs) that, you know, that you turned with your finger. Yep. Cassette tapes. Cassette tapes and, Mm -hmm. you know, letters, handwritten letters to people. And we hung out, you know, whatever. Then social media comes along and um, it's information overload. And we're kind of feeling it. You know, I think that that some of the people who didn't grow up with this can kind of see this is really information overload and it's causing a lot of stress. Right. I wonder if younger people, people who are becoming adults right now, people are they're like late teens, early twenties, late twenties, whatever. I'm trying to avoid saying millennials because whatever these little, these words make me kind of nauseous sometimes. I know. Um, But you know, younger people who grew up with the internet, who grew up with social media, who grew up kind of with in this world that we see now, I I wonder if there is more, I, I bet there is, more pressure and more stress around parenting and this, all of this information constantly, constantly being bombarded with information about what's good, what to do, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. Um, and this is coming at you all the time. And you don't have that kind of, it's just it just seems normal, and if it's just a higher level of stress in parenthood than in the past, you know. I mean, parenthood is stressful all around anyway. But I think social media. I mean, I look in my news feed, and it's just like, oh, you know, the dangers of this and the dangers of that, and why you shouldn't be doing this. All this clickbait, which all it does is cause panic and makes right. people click. It works. Um, but if you keep scrolling, you'll find something that says the total opposite of the that. Total thing. opposite. Yeah, like why salami is really good for your kids. And then like, oh my God, why salami is killing us all. Right. You know. But of course there's a picture of a puppy, so you click on it, right? So it's (laughs) like. Right. Yeah, I just totally had an epiphany. And, or I don't know if you could call it an epiphany or, oh my God, I'm really dumb. But the. She just thought of something. I did. I just, while you were saying that, like. And I don't, you don't really think about because we didn't grow up with social media, it's hard to imagine what it's like to only have social media. 
or Google yeah. or all the things. And there are so, it is so often that I'll see something like on a mom page or, you know, something put out there by in a mom group or a baby group or whatever that they say, this is happening. What do you think it could be? Or my baby's doing this, this, or this, or my child woke up with this rash and they'll put a picture of the rash. And I'm like, what are people do? Are we crazy that mm-hmm. now we're going to social media over what could be wrong with our child? But while you were talking, I'm realizing like they never knew a different way. It's the way. It's, it's the, the way, way. It is now. But it was never the way for us. No. Honestly, it wasn't. The, the way for us, like when I grew up, it was like, are you, did you lose a limb or are you on fire? No. Okay. Right. Then you're fine. Like it was <laughs> never, school. right. Go to school. <laughs> it was never like, oh my gosh, this rash, let's take a picture of it and wait three weeks for it to be developed and then send it to somebody so we could ask them what it is. Like it wasn't <laughs> that way. So yeah. now right. that is the way. And I never, I always was just like, why are people doing this? But it's like, because there is no other, nobody knew any differently now. Like no, yeah. we don't know any differently anymore. Right. And, and I'm, and, and, it, and it's so, I mean, I think that the good that comes from social media and all of this is overwhelming. I mean, there's like an overwhelming sense, I think, of community that, that was being lost. Yes. That absolutely. was being lost with, um, you know, just the, just the, you know, the, the society's move away from, you know, the community living and the village setting. Um, we're totally isolated and we had no, you know, like we had nobody. You know, if I I was not going to pull my pants down and ask my friend what the rash on my butt was, (laughs) you know, like I wasn't about to do that. So I just sat with it. Right. You You don't want to say anything because what if it's an STD? Now everybody knows, you know. Right. (laughs) Now people, I think people are young, younger people are learning more about their bodies. Mm -hmm. They're learning more about, you know, things that I just that we didn't learn if they weren't teaching it in health class at school, which they didn't teach a lot. Right. You know, you didn't know about it. And now I feel like people have so much information and it's a good thing, but it's also a very overwhelming and can be a negative thing when it comes to parenting and just the pressure, the pressure of getting it right. It must be, I mean, it is so overwhelming. It's so overwhelming. And if you are a young person and you're a new parent, the pressure to get it right, you've got one chance, get it right. I mean, it's got to be just enough to be debilitating sometimes and then the guilt and then you do it you get one chance it's true you get one chance you do it wrong then you look back with all of this insane amounts of guilt and overwhelm and you forget i mean like i think about like the decisions that um you know the decisions that we make especially if somebody is like you like you talked about nursing aversion Mm -hmm. i have experienced nursing aversion and I push through it mostly because I'm really bad at listening to my own feelings and respecting myself and creating boundaries. Right. Um, and some people will create boundaries for themselves and they'll say, they'll say, I can't do this anymore. And they'll have a, you know, a child that they decided to wean. And then they look back and they go, oh, God, I shouldn't have done that. But all they remember is that they weaned and they feel guilty. They don't remember how awful they felt in that moment. Right. About that, you know, you forget the emotions that you feel when they pass, right? Exactly. And so Absolutely. now it's like, it's like you can't, you can't, you can't remember what it's like to be inside nursing aversion. If you could, you'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. That's why I did that. I needed to. But you know what? With every other like major life decision, there's somebody to consult with, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and people don't think of 
breastfeeding is a major life decision. No, they don't. And no. I mean, just wean. it kind of is. I mean, it's way more important than how do I feed my baby? There's a lot happening there. And we kind of just go, oh, you can do it or you don't have to. And why are you still doing it? You should just be stopping that now mm-hmm. and just disregard and move on with your life. But this is like, it's a major life decision and you don't do anything. Like you don't pick a pediatric, you know, like you, you don't choose a college just kind of on a whim. You don't, you know, buy a car on a whim. I bought a new mattress. My God, I've been reading and looking about mattresses forever. Tom, like my husband. bought a new mattress was like a really big decision. My husband won't do anything without like reading a zillion reviews and looking it up on Consumer Reports first. Right. And there's nothing wrong with getting that educated decision because it's an educated decision and there's nothing wrong with that. But I feel like with breastfeeding, people are like, oh, this is terrible. I'm just going to stop without contacting or talking through it with someone no but but people don't but people try people do try to talk to people about it they'll say i'm having a really bad time i'm have nursing aversion i i i feel like i'm overwhelmed and what do people say just stop just wean just wean it's all right you can just stop you did enough people would people swear to god people would never ever say to me nobody would ever think to say to me oh i'm gonna buy a new mattress they would never they would never say just buy one. Just buy the first one you see. Right. They Never. would be like, oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, you can read this. There's this, you know, this website that does all these reviews about mattresses. They'd be like totally telling me how to like carefully buy a mattress. But with right. breastfeeding, no, just there's no respect for it. There's no, you know, there's no respect for this, how big of a decision this is for somebody and how much they need to process it and how devastating it is for them that they're contemplating stopping or whatever you're contemplating. And the guilt that they feel like, over it. Right. The guilt. How am I going to make my child feel? And how is this going to, what exactly. is it going to happen? And, you know, there's a lot. Totally. And there's no respect for it. People are just like, just wean. Just wean. It's fine. You can just wean. What's it? What? Just wean. It's no big deal. Like, just, like and uh, as if that's even like easy to do. Right. It's not. It's not easy to do. You have to like. It's a it's a thing like you have to really be sure that you're okay with this and you have to do it slowly depending on the situation, you know, how long it's been. Right. Of breastfeeding. I mean, you can't just like if your baby is, you know, four months old and you're struggling because they're you're back to work and they're, you know, eating a lot and, you know, it's just too much for you. You can't just stop. Because your coworker right. said, think oh, you I stopped when I went back to work. Just, it's fine. You did enough. You know how many times I hear, oh, but you did it for this many months. They got the benefits of it. That's fine. That's enough. Yeah. I mean, no. So people should be, so, is this the decision you want to make? How can I support you? Especially the people that are close to you. But yeah. it's just, it's really, nobody respects it. No. But we and respect the guilt it. is real. So, the guilt is real. Yeah. The guilt is absolutely real. So we're not, we don't have any answers for you. We're just no. here to tell you that the guilt is real and we feel you and we feel it too. Yeah. And we're all community when it comes to that. Yeah. And if, you know, it's something that you're feeling now, don't, I mean, just remember, like Eddie said, it's a decision you made at the moment or at the time and you don't remember how you felt during that time. You know, like try to imagine. Yeah. Try to imagine your child as an adult and they feel guilty about something. Try to imagine what you would say to them and yeah. say it to yourself. So all you can do is just try to just be kind to yourself. Just try to be gentle and understanding to yourself. 
Yeah, absolutely. I had a therapist say to me once, if it's not something you would say to somebody else, don't say it about yourself. Right, right. Yeah. And that's very true. Well, be kind to yourself. Yeah, because we're really mean to ourselves. I am horrible to myself. I'm horrible to myself. Yeah. God. I mean, I mean, nobody. If I treated everyone the way I treat myself, no, I would have no friends. I would have been dead by now. Somebody would. <laughs> Somebody totally went off me. <laughs> Somebody, I love oh my god! Uh, mm. I'm telling you, this life. Uh, all yeah. right. Well, so we, yeah, we feel you. We do feel you. And tune in next week. We'll talk about something more fun. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.